Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry. Welcome to Witham's Perspectives from the Bankruptcy Cliff, where we provide our perspective on various questions related to insolvency and bankruptcy affecting individuals and businesses. My name is Stephanie Danos, and I will be your host for this session. I am a member of Witham's Forensic and Valuation Services Group. Our team focuses on the unique needs of individuals and businesses going through a reorganization process, experiencing financial distress, or considering bankruptcy as an option. Today, I am joined by Ken Zagraw, who is also a member of the team, and he will be giving his perspective on bankruptcy's turnaround. We do need to start out by reminding everyone that the information you're about to hear is general in nature and should not be acted upon without the advice and counsel of qualified legal representation and financial advisors who can evaluate your unique circumstances. So with that said, let's get started. What are the key issues I need to focus on? So that's that's a great question. If you're a a company out there and you're thinking about um, what to do next, you've hit a rough patch for whatever reason, and you think you can work through it, you know, the the first three things you need to be focused on is your cash flow, uh, followed by your cash flow, followed by your cash flow. Uh, (laughs) It's... It's obviously, you, as every business owner knows, cash flow is king. Um, and understanding where it's coming from and where it's going uh, on a prospective basis is going to be critical to try and turn your business around. And certainly that's the most important, but there are a couple other things that you really need to do a deep dive in. Um, a lot of turn times a, a business runs into some trouble um, not so much because of the marketplace, but because of the management team. And it's unfortunate, um, but you do need to evaluate your management team to make sure that you've got the right people in the right seats in the bus. Maybe you need to recruit someone new. Maybe you need to cut some people loose who can bring the company forward uh, and work through the rough patch that you're in. Employees are also a a specific um, area you need to pay attention to. Uh, you may be overstaffed if perhaps you've lost a large customer and you need to downsize a little bit. Um, or you may not have the right employees in the right spots and you may need to retrain some people. So you need to evaluate that. And then and finally, you need to take a hard look at, at what it is you're selling. If it's services, uh, it's a slightly easier. If it's a, a product a product line, uh, it's a little more difficult. Uh, but you need to get in behind the drivers of the the service lines of the products that you're selling and understand where your profitability is actually coming from. Okay. So I think you emphasize cash flow. What's a 13-week cash flow? Absolutely. So 13-week cash flow is a uh, a classic tool. It's used by turnaround professionals all the time. Um, Essentially what it is, it's a forward-looking 13 weeks or, or a quarter of the year. And you're going to lay out your receipts and your disbursements as anticipated over the next 13 weeks, week by week. Um, you're going to anticipate where your, your cash receipts are going to come from uh, and in how much, possibly down to the level of which customers. As you get good at it, you'll be able to do that. And then on the disbursement side of the ledger, you're going to be looking at your, your various cost drivers. Certainly some costs are fixed, like rent. Not much you can do about that. You might be able to negotiate a, something with your landlord, but by and large, it's fixed. There's certainly variable costs. 
which perhaps are driven by something else. You know, the, the amount of product raw materials that you buy is certainly driven by the amount of product you're selling. Um, payroll taxes is driven by the amount of payroll costs that you've got. Then there are those discretionary costs, which perhaps you can defer or maybe eliminate or perhaps minimize. Um, unfortunately, employees and headcount falls under that category, but there are certainly others like marketing budgets uh, and travel and entertainment budgets that can be curtailed. Um, and then finally, the, the last big bucket is capital expenditures. And you need to assess what, whether things need to be done now, whether they can be deferred, um, or whether they will provide an immediate benefit uh, to the overall productivity and profitability of the business uh, if they're done in the near term. You need to track these things, week in, week out basis, budget versus actual, what happened, what didn't happen, and why. You need to understand it and really get behind those numbers. And then when week one is done, you're going to tack on week 13 at the, at the back end again and just keep it going. After the first couple of weeks, it'll become a little bit more routine um, and you'll be able to refine your information and understand it that much better to a point where you're, you're really able to dial down and, and start to truly manage the costs and the revenues of the business. Okay, I see. So what should I be saying to my lender? That's actually a great question because most people are afraid to talk to their lender uh, and they shouldn't be. The typical your lender is your single biggest creditor. They're on the hook for a significant amount of money. They've supported you for potentially a significant period of time. Uh, so they have a lot of at stake. Um, they're by and large with the, the government and taxes, uh, probably your second largest partner. Um, you need to be able to have a meeting with them and basically put your cards on the table. What's happened? Perhaps it's very explainable. You've lost a major customer and you need some time to get through it. You need to be able to tell the story about what the impact is. And more importantly, what the plan is. How are you going to work through this? What's, what's it going to look like once you're able to work through it? You need to go through some forecasts with them um, and talk to them about real live numbers, dollars and cents. And the thing that they want to know most, how are they going to get repaid? You need to be able to provide them with some contingency plans. If that 13 week cash flow we just talked about doesn't happen um, as planned, well, what's plan B and C and D and E? Uh, so that as, and as a matter of fact, I didn't mention it, but you certainly should be stress testing that 13 week cash flow so that if it doesn't come together as planned, you know what the next cut is going to be or what the next step is going to be in order to remain in control of what's going on here. Um, and then, of course, at the end of that conversation, you need to be able to express to your lender what it is you need from them. It might be a forbearance agreement where you're asking just to hold off a little bit. It might be, a might be to take your uh, line of credit and turn it out. Uh, it might be a, an over advance. There are a number of things you could be asking for from them. It doesn't mean you get it, certainly, but at least you can make the request and you're making that request from a, a position of knowledge and at least before they come to talk to you about what they're identifying uh, on a monthly basis. Okay, so you went into this a little bit, but is there anything that I should be prepared with when I go speak to the lender? 
Yeah, it's pretty much everything. Um, and you certainly sh probably should not go to the lender alone. I would recommend you bring your CFO uh, or someone else who's intimately familiar with the financial aspects of the business. It's a decision whether or not to bring counsel with you at the same time. Um, that certainly, if you have an attorney with you, that puts a whole different uh, layer on the conversation that you're, you're attempting to have, which hopefully is open and friendly and not contentious. Um, that said, there are a number of things you should have with you and ready to present. That 13 week cash flow we just talked about, that absolutely should be part of it. Um, stress test, we mentioned that. We want to be able to explain to them that you've thought through, if it doesn't come to fruition, what the alternatives are. You need to be able to explain to them what the business plan is. If, the, if what's occurred to you is somewhat out of your control, you've lost a major customer, maybe there's been a pandemic, um, you know, who knows? Uh, they're gonna understand that, but the next question is, okay, what happens next? How do you right size? How do you move this going forward? How do we get paid? Um, they're very likely gonna wanna have a conversation with you about collateral. They certainly probably have a, a blanket lien on all of your business assets, but you may have other businesses that you run and operate. Perhaps there's a real estate entity that the business leases from that's not part of the blanket guarantee. They may want to try and grab some additional collateral to support the loan. Um, and finally, uh, you know, at, at the high level here, there's something called the liquidation analysis that you should have with you. Okay, so let's go into the liquidation analysis. What is that? So this is where you've got some leverage. Um, if the business goes forward as you hope it will and as you've laid out to the, the, your lender, um, the theory is they're gonna be able to recover their advances over time. Probably not the time they wanted, but they'll get it over time. The liquidation analysis is the other side of the spectrum. This is saying to them, if you're not willing to cooperate and work with us, and we need to do a fire sale and essentially go out of business, here's what our assets are worth, and this is what's gonna be available to our creditors, namely you, because in most cases, the secured creditors are getting the lion's share of the proceeds, um, which will inevitably be substantially smaller sum than they would have gotten had they actually been able to work through and be successful in their business plan. So, you know, just kind of round that out, it, it tends to be a fairly, not a super detailed analysis, but it does go asset line by asset line, cash accounts, receivable, inventory, property and equipment. Typically, you'll break that down a little bit uh, in more depth in any other assets you may have that are specifically identifiable. Um, I would kind of add that that's similar to the way you're going to lay out your bankruptcy petition. Um, and that, of course, is the ultimate um, weapon you've got is that bankruptcy petition that if we're not able to work things out, we'll file for bankruptcy and a liquidation is a potential likely outcome. Okay. So if my bank tells me that I need a turnaround person, what is that? Yeah, great question. Um, and it usually takes people by surprise. So if they're telling you you need a turnaround person or a chief restructuring officer is sometimes the title. It, it means at least for the time being, they're willing to play ball and they're gonna work with you. 
but it also means that they want some eyes and ears on site that will not only be able to assess the business operation, but also maybe be that person who can see the forest for the trees and be able to provide you with some tools and, and ways that you can enhance your business plan that you've developed to be able to get the business back to profitability that much quicker. Uh, you do have the pleasure of paying this individual and they do report back to the bank. Um, but, and it, it, it certainly, since they're going to be there on a somewhat of a frequent, if not daily basis, it is intrusive. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's literally the bank's eyes and ears uh, to, to understand what it is you're doing, how you're going about it, uh, and their recommendation going forward to the bank will weigh heavy. Okay. And for the final question, if I do need this turnaround person, how do I find them and what credentials should they have? Good, another good question. So the the banks typically work with a limited circle of people, and they'll typically provide you with the names of the folks they've worked with in the past. So that's kind of good news, bad news, right? They've worked with the person in the past, so they have the bank's confidence. Um, so if they're willing to work with you um, on that daily, day in, day out basis, you may have a better outcome. On the other hand, they are somewhat indebted to the bank for continuing referrals, so maybe they're not the best person. So you're not limited to that list. Um, and there are certainly folks out there who do this for a living. Uh, there are organizations out there like the Turnaround Management Association um, where these people can be found. A common certification is um, a CTP, or Certified Turnaround Professional. Um, they will typically have a fairly lengthy resume of companies they've worked with over the years um, where they hopefully in your industry, because a lot of industries have some very specific uh, and, and unique attributes that they should be familiar with those nuances um, if they're going to help you be successful. So hopefully they can be a partner with you to helping bring some success and uh, keep you out of bankruptcy. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ken. I hope everyone found the information on Bankruptcy Turnaround helpful. Should you have specific questions regarding your unique circumstances, please reach out to a member of our team. Our contact information can be found at withem.com under Forensic and Valuation Services. This episode, as well as others in the series, can also be found at withem.com. Thank you for listening to Withem's Perspectives from the Bankruptcy Cliff. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at Witham.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M.com.